You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago, YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. And Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, who is the director for the 175th anniversary, also working on Legacy and a lot of other things in the cathedral so how are you today, Mark? A lot of exciting things at the cathedral. It's hard to believe now we are into November and how quickly the time is going. And mm-hmm. it in a couple of weeks, we're talking Thanksgiving, and we're going to blink, it'll be Christmas, and you can see the temperature changes. It feels in the air in terms of um, the month of October, for the most part, was pretty warm, and now it's, it's November. But uh, we have a great program lined up here this morning. And the mission of Our Lady of the Angels via the Franciscans of the Eucharist provides hope to the poor on the west side of Chicago via food pantries, supporting 3,000 families a month, after-school programs, senior programs, community meals, and much, much more. Our guest this first half hour, backed by popular demand, Sister Stephanie Beliga from the mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Sister Stephanie, good morning. Welcome to the uh, program today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. And the thing is, uh, maybe the first question to be asked that whenever we have a religious on the program is, uh, for maybe a moment, you know, you've been, of course, at Our Lady in the Mission of the Angels for how many years now? I've been here for 13 years. Wow. 13, 13 years. years. Are you one yeah. of the original members to come to Chicago? Um, no, Sister Kate and Sister Alicia were here for a year before me. They were they had a discernment community from 2009 to 2010. I graduated from college in 2010 and entered after I graduated from college. So you, you came directly from, was it U of I Champaign? Yeah. And then how did you even find out about the community? Uh, a priest at University of Illinois a uh, new sister, Alicia, and I was uh, desperately searching for a Franciscan community to join. So it all worked out that uh, he knew about us and got us good. Did you study at Mundelein? I did study at Mundelein what? in 2012-ish to 2015. And what yeah. did you What did you study? Uh, I got a Master's of Arts in Pastoral Studies. That's one of the newer degrees they have. I, we were some of the first people to graduate with that degree. It's a, like, toned-down, chill MDiv. And how did you go um, from run, runner, collegiate runner, to sister runner? Yeah, kind of give us your story there, Stephanie. Um, yeah, so I uh, ran varsity cross-country and track at University of Illinois. Um, 
where I was super blessed to have run well and my team was really good. So that was a blessing. I was the sixth fastest freshman in the nation in 2006. Wow. Oh, I see. You were the sixth best runner in the nation? Sixth best freshman. Uh, I was 63rd at the national meet, uh, which was for uh, when I was a freshman. That's amazing. um, And then I, uh, my team placed uh, eighth, sixth, and tenth in in NCAA NCAA Division I when I was um, running on the team. Um, And so, yeah, we were really good. God is good. It was awesome. And then I broke my foot my sophomore year in track, Mm. which forced me to strongly reevaluate my whole life. Um, cause I had realized that running had become essentially a God to me and I had made it the thing that defined me and my, uh, was my identity and how I defined my life work. Um, and when it was taken away, I didn't even know who I was. Um, wow. so I had to reevaluate my whole identity. Out of curiosity, and, how did you break your foot? Oh, running 70 miles a week. Wow. Was it a spontaneous break then? Yeah. yeah. It's spontaneously cracked. Was 70 miles per week. So which means you were saying is you were so focused on running, literally running was your life. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so now, they, you, now, they, now they you, break your, you break your foot, what happened? You lost your identity. What happened to Stephanie? Yeah, so I ended up going on a retreat um, offered through the Newman Center EVI where I had a very powerful experience at Adoration where I realized that Jesus was really in the Eucharist and... Um, that I was a beloved daughter of God and I was loved despite the fact that I couldn't do anything because my foot was broken and I could barely walk. Um, but that didn't matter that um, I was uh, still loved and desired. That's beautiful. And That's, then what? And then what happened after that? And then I started to learn how to pray and catechize myself, plus with some help at U of I, because um, I was pretty poorly catechized. And then I ended up just starting just out of that to start to discern religious life. Because um, I felt that that initial experience was a call to dedicate my life to God completely um, and entered community out of college. And where did um, spiritual guide or director come in? Because you, you never do that kind of journey alone. No, I had a, spirit, a sister who was a, my spiritual director when I was at UI. Now, if you, if you back up, you were raised where? Going back to grammar school. In Rockford, Rockford, Illinois. Oh, sure. Um, born and raised. Mm-hmm. And then when you were in grammar school, and you went to what high school, Stephanie? I went to Rockford Auburn. It's a public school in Rockford. And so when you were a, a girl in grammar school and high school, you never thought about religious life? No, I'd never met a nun ever, I don't think. Wow. Oh, I, one time, one time. But yeah, it was definitely not something I was thinking about. So That is amazing. And all of a sudden, then you, you break the foot. You're in your sophomore year at the University of Illinois in Champaign. You go on retreat, but now, okay, even even stop there for a moment. What led you to do a retreat? Because you could have broken your foot, been angry at God, angry at the world, and I've seen kids from there drop out of school, and they just take a complete left turn. So what made you go, what prompted you to go on a retreat, which would not have been part of your background? Well, so I was raised Catholic. Um, and I had received sacraments. My family did go to mass on Sundays, but we weren't particularly like, um, practicing pers- mm-hmm. like besides the fact that we went to mass, we didn't talk about the faith. We never prayed really together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I kept going to mass and I went to college because there was a deep sense in me that, uh, this, the thing I was supposed to do. Additionally, my roommate went to mass. Um, and she, so it was like a natural thing to do. Um, 
And a huge portion of my crossfitter team at UVI was super Catholic. It was a hmm. such interesting, hilarious situation. So um, that it was like, it was a normal normative thing to be doing. What did your, what was your family's reaction when you said, I want to be a nun? Um, yeah, it was a, it was interesting. Um, so it was, you know, it was, it was mostly shocking. And then everybody's good now. That's the short of it. Life is good. Everyone's cool. Uh, everyone's happy about it. it, Now, if you, if you fast forward and you become part of the community upon graduation at Our Lady of the Angels, so take it from there. So you graduate college and you come up to Chicago. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Come to Chicago, 2010. And, um, I, as you, as a lot of people know, we've been renovating buildings here since Bishop, Bishop Rob got here in 2005. So we were renovating buildings and have, and we are, the food pantries were smaller and, but we still, we still had food pantries, um, and we're doing work with the poor in the neighborhood. Um, and this community was founded. The community's paperwork was officially signed a month after I got here. So September 1st, 2010, we became a public association of the faithful in the Archdiocese of Chicago and received our canonical status. So um, that was exciting to be here for the beginning of our community. And um, we've grown a lot, both in um, in all the ways, all the possible ways. God is good. How are vocations for you in your order? We're blessed. We had three women join in September. Wow. Yeah. So we have three new women here um, that are in their postulants and in their initial stages of formation. Now, in your religious community, how does it work? You have three years in that stage. What happens after that? Yeah, so they're postulants for a year, and then they're novices for two years, and then they take temporary vows. Um, and probably for, uh, they're going to probably start taking classes at Wonderland. They're sophomore, they're sophomore, my God, I can't even talk, sorry. They're second year of division. <laughs> You're doing great today, uh, Stephanie. My gosh. Okay, so the um, second year of division, and then once they take vows, they'll continue their classes at Wonderland, as well as just continually um, learn more things and add a little bit more responsibility. Um, our formation is just a gradual um, uh, integration into the community life. There's less of a maybe intensive change of your life once you make a new stage it's kind of a more of a gradual continuum of growth and the thing is how many in the community right now with you there's 13 of us wow 13 now are there any men from the uh, the the men's side bishop bob himself and then brother matt we have one brother so the thing is now is he part of the community is there does that looking to expand or how does it work with uh with brother matt Yes. So we were canonically established to have parallel communities of men and women. Um, right now we're a public association of the faithful. Um, so we're functioning under Bishop Bob as everyone's superior, but the eventual goal would be we have two parallel communities of men and women. Now I asked this of prior that we had on last week, what's your day look like? I mean, people are probably interested in what is a religious day look like? I have no day that's ever the same, mm-hmm. ever. So um, it's constantly changing because mostly because we live off divine providence and I um, do a lot of the work with the donations. So I am available to receive donations and to um, work with people who bring things all the time. But in general, we have uh, mass at 630 in the morning and then we have morning prayer and then the day begins and we either are doing work here 
um, either prepping for the pantry or having the pantry or doing additional work um, with um, the neighborhood, with our seniors program or uh, additional work with the community. And then a lot of us teach, uh, I teach two days a week at St. Sylvester's school. Oh. And a bunch of, uh, so I'm two days a week at the, at the school as well. In the example, we fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you ran the last marathon a few weeks ago here in Chicago. And what was your time in the marathon, by the way, Stephanie? I ran 326 this year. You ran three. What, what's the best you've ever done in your life? I ran 253 in um, 2014. 253. So you're not far away from your best time. That's amazing. Oh, I'm pretty far away from my best time. You think yeah, so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that is amazing. Two hours and fifty three minutes. And the thing is, and if I'm not mistaken, I heard from you or someone that you raised again how much this year? We raised two hundred and ninety one thousand dollars for Mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Beautiful. God is good. Beautiful. That is absolutely. How many now? How many years have you run the Chicago Marathon to raise money for OLA? This is my 13th consecutive Chicago Marathon, including when they canceled it in 2020 when I ran on the treadmill. Okay, and the thing is now, in those 13 years, a cumulative, how much have you raised in 13 years? We d- we've raised $1.8 million wow. approximately um, in the last 13 years with our Chicago Marathon team. That is amazing. You're, pu- you're pushing $2 million this, in what you we do. Will raise over two, we will be over $2 million this year. And all for your ministries. Yes, directly. The Chicago Marathon doesn't take any of the money. Um, It all comes directly to us. And you're looking at October 13th, 2024 already in terms of planning um, not only a base of runners, you want 20 people to run, but you want want those 20 people and a lot of other people to be reaching out uh, in terms of financially supporting. Now let's do this one. Let's take it to break a minute early. We come back. Let's focus on how people can sign up. We'll talk about the race and to be part of uh, Sister Stephanie's team for October 2024. Let's go to break. Do you want to uh, let people know that you're going to lead the way? Oh yeah, um, yeah, um, with with a with a with a, with a bananas, banana split after or a blizzard. <laughs> after the break, we'll hear Father Greg's commitment to this endeavor. WNDZ 750 AM. Look at this guy go. Tampa, Chicago. Three. <laughs> wow. Well, YouTube. We, you can hear. You can see us on YouTube. Dot com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Stephanie, Sister Stephanie Beliga from the Mission of Our Lady of Angels, and we're going to be talking when we come back about Chicago Marathon, October 13th, 2024, how you can help to fund the ministries at the Mission of Our Lady of the Angels by running and financially pledging. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Glow of Hope Brunch will be held on Sunday, November 5th at the Four Seasons Hotel. This special event raises awareness and critical funds for our family violence and recovery programs at our House of the Good Shepherd. Since 1859, the House of the Good Shepherd has opened its doors to women and children who have faced unspeakable trauma and fear. This transitional housing residence in Cook County helps domestic violence victims recover and plan for a safer, happier future. The theme for this year's Glow of Hope Brunch is an afternoon in Paris. 
Join us for this annual Catholic Charities Gathering on Sunday, November 5th. To purchase tickets and learn about sponsorships for the Glow of Hope brunch, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. (laughs) Right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? What? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. (laughs) I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. (laughs) Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Mother Cabrini, a missionary woman religious, helped shape America's social and healthcare system in the early 20th century, hugely impacting the city of Chicago. If you or your family are from Chicago, this is part of your history. Join other young adults for networking and learning together about this remarkable saint. Come together to pray and discern how sacred art and architecture bring us closer to our Lord. On Saturday, November 11, attend a Mass at 11 a.m., followed by a guided tour at the Shrine of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. It's located at 2520 North Lakeview Avenue here in Chicago. For more information, contact the Illinois chapter of the Patrons of the Arts in the Vatican Museums at 312-534-5351. I want you to run with Sister Stephanie. It's Team Our Lady of the Angels 2023 in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon because... I pity the fool who don't get with us. You got that? God bless you. Oh, Oh, that was great. That was great. We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM Catholic Chicago. You can go to YouTube dot com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Sister Stephanie Beliga from the Mission of Our Lady of the Angels, and she is preparing to recruit runners for the Bank of America Chicago Marathon for October 13th, 2024. Over the years, they have raised $1.8 million uh, through the marathon sponsorship uh, for was the that mission. The, was that Mr. T you had on there? It was, in fact, Mr. T. He came to the mission last Christmas to visit our senior citizens. Oh, beautiful. And you did a little promo spot with him. And he, yeah, he did a promo spot. It was awesome. And he pities the fool that doesn't support your mission and ministry. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget now. <laughs> now let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, what are you looking for in 2024 for the marathon, October 13th? Yes, we will have over 150 runners uh, running for Team Our Lady of the Angels um, in the 2024 Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And we want you and everybody you know to be part of that group. So um, there's an early registration deadline of November 16th um, for a lower fundraising minimum. Um, As you may or may not know, it is extremely difficult to get into the Chicago Marathon because it's such a popular race. So charities like us have a thing called guaranteed entries where you can guarantee a spot in the race, which is extremely valuable. So um, 
there's fundraising minimums that go along with those guaranteed entries and the fundraising minimum jumps up after November 16th. So it's good to sign up now. It goes from 1,250 to 1,750, which is the lowest you're going to find anywhere. So, so let me ask you, Stephanie, for example, if Mark Teresi wanted to join your team, it would cost him $1,250 out of his pocket to give to you, which means you give that to the race. No, no, no. So that's the fundraising minimum. So you have to raise that money between when you sign up and October 20th-ish, 2024. Oh, so I could, if I signed up, I could ask Father Greg for a sponsorship. You could ask Father Greg for the 1250 or you could ask Father Greg plus all your friends, uh, which is, it's really not that big of a deal. Every Pretty much everyone who joins our team does not have a problem raising the money because mm-hmm. oh, um, sure. everyone is uh, very excited that people are, Everyone's very excited to hear their friends are running the marathon, and um, we're blessed that people want to support Mission of Our Lady of Angels, and we're pretty well known. So um, support is very high, and we're extremely blessed. Usually people are able to get that minimum plus much, much more. I was going to say, I'm sure I'm sure you've had people on your team, five, ten thousand $10,000 that they have personally raised and running in pledges to them, which means they then give to your mission. Correct. Yes. Nope. So we make it really easy. Everyone gets a fundraising page. Um it's pretty, it's uh, pretty straightforward uh, at this point. Out of curiosity, like, how much, how much did you personally have pledged for the race? For the people that you went to, it had to be in the thousands of dollars. I try to raise fifty thousand dollars personally every wow. year. I raised forty three thousand, or I like forty four thousand for the twenty twenty three race. Now, two two things. Get real specific about how people connect with this, and then I have one other question. Very yeah, specific. and just really, um, I want to, the good thing, the benefits of joining the team, I'm going to help tr- you train, you're going to get a free subscription to the How app, um, we're, you're going to get all kinds of motivation from me and all of my friends that help me run this team, um, so there's a lot of, we will help you along the way, if you're, if it's your first marathon, we will do everything we possibly can to help you finish, and how, um, so all those things as well. And how do um, people get to you? Yes, yeah, so you can go to missionola.com and click on the picture of the running nun. Or it's directly missionola.com backslash marathon.html. Um, you also could email me directly at olamission at gmail.com. One more time. Um, O-L-A. O-L-A-mission at gmail.com. Or you can call the mission at 773-486-8431. Then number one more time. 786-8431. Um, there you, that's, those would be the best ways to get a hold of us. Now, explain to folks, because you want people to sign up, you want them to support the ministry, go, go through a little thumbnail sketch of the ministries at Our Lady of Angels so people understand what they're supporting. Yes. Right now we're supporting, like in October, we're actually going to be aware of about like 4,000 families. We're currently feeding almost 4,000 families a month. Wow. Um, and so we process and distribute 45 to 50,000 pounds of food a month to about 4,000 families. Um, and then additionally, we have a lot of, we do a lot of work with senior citizens and children um, and families in West Hill Park. Um, and then we do a lot of evangelization work directly at the mission through service immersion work, as well as hosting retreats. Um, and then we have a lot of opportunities for adoration. Um, and additionally, we are doing more and more retreats and talks and catechetical assistance throughout the Archdiocese of Chicago specifically in the schools and parishes that we teach at. And every dollar goes to the mission. Every single dollar raised goes to the mission. The Chicago Marathon doesn't get any money. There's no overhead behind like the tiny 
credit card processing fee. Um, that's everything comes here. If someone wanted to volunteer at Our Lady of the Angels, how can they go about being a volunteer? Who do they call? What hours are available? Tell us about that, Stephanie. Yeah, there's a volunteer calendar that's on the website, missionola.com, that you can just click on. It's a sign-up for you, so you can go on there and sign up right away. It'll show all the available uh, volunteer opportunities and slots. Um, you can either, yeah, you can email us, same email, olamission at gmail.com, uh, or call us at same number, 773-486-8431. Now, just maybe a quick question. I'm noticing on the bio here that when were you featured in Runner's World, the magazine? Um, I think... 2017-ish, 2018-ish, something then-ish. And they interviewed you about being a big-time runner, but also uh, a religious sister. Yeah, yes. That is very cool. I'm curious, what was your undergrad degree in? My undergrad degree was in economics and geography. Economics Uh and geography. Economics fits with this in terms of how you're looking at uh, the financial formulas to make money for the mission. I, the other question I had had was, uh, I don't know how to phrase this other than, you have found your joy. You have found your joy. It's apparent. I mean, just from yeah. our conversation, what does that look like for you? Um, I am extremely blessed that I get to do the things that I love all the time and that because it mostly because they're the will of god which is very clear in my life that god this is what god wants me to be doing is running a giant food pantry and teaching killed children and helping people run marathons mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is my main thing um so um so we're very very blessed that um and then uh, that the, the providence of god allows us here at the mission to do so much um with very little staffing um, and so many beautiful volunteers so i remember i think it was either Archbishop Tom Murphy or Jack Shea, one of the two, talked about the God of surprises. What's what surprised you in your vocation so far? Or even to this day? Yeah. Um, a lot of things. I mean, from to the point of this radio show would be that um, the, I never thought that God would be able to use running for something so mm-hmm. beautiful and something so beyond me. Something that was uh, something that was uh, for the good of the church, for and for the glory of God. Um, so that's been a great gift to be able to use running for something so great. Now here's something very interesting: when you were a sophomore in college, and running was literally your life, your whole identity was wrapped up in running. You break your foot. Of course, there was anger, disappointment. God, how could this happen? You're now lost in who you are. What's interesting is that the break of your foot not only changed the course of your life, you have become a religious sister and now use running as a vehicle to do something that you still love to this day, but now include others as part of your team, but also raising money for a cause that is so close to your own heart that the gift of running has continued. I think in my own life, and that is when I was in high school, I wanted to be a radio and television sportscaster because my dad was with WGN for years and wanted to be a sportscaster. And when I thought, okay, I'd like to become a priest and thought I will give up radio and television to be a priest, but the gift of God, a priest today now 44 years and still doing radio and television. Mm -hmm. So in some ways you are still running, but now you are running for God and not for Stephanie. 
And it's an interesting evangelization tool because yeah. I'm sure the folks you touch are impacted by that message. Yeah, it's been a great gift to um, people join our team just to get a guaranteed entry sometimes. Um, and then a lot of them have made uh, a lot of strides in their faith. Um, some people have gone back to mass um, and some people have uh, become way more engaged in their faith. What would you say to, um, I had worked for a little while for some years with the National Religious Vocations Conference. So I saw a lot of religious orders. I saw a lot of young vocations, which I was impressed with. What would you say to a young woman who's thinking about um, discerning their life vocation in the way you did? What would you say to a young person about the Franciscan order that you're with? Um, a lot of people are going to say a lot of things, but it doesn't matter what they say because it matters what God says. So that you should do what God says. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's a good, um, that's good so advice. The um, yeah, if, and we're, we're very blessed here that, um, God provides for us so bountifully. And if you, if people feel called to join us here, obviously we would love to have them as part of our life and part of our community. And maybe one more time, the phone number to give you a call. Uh, 773-486-8431, 773-486-8431. It's our only phone number. That's it. I want so, to thank in a very special way, Sister Stephanie so. Beliga with Our Lady of the Mission of the our, the, the mission of Our Lady of the Angels in Chicago. Uh, Sister Stephanie, you are such an incredible joy mm -hmm. filled with enthusiasm and love for the Lord. May God bless you. Give our love to all the sisters, to Brother Matt and to Bishop Lombardo, who does a fantastic job, and to the entire community there. So you've been listening to uh, Catholic Chicago here on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackwitz and Mark Teresi. And uh, Mark, maybe we can sign up for the... Uh, OLA team. We'll be a tag team. We'll, we'll be a I'll tag team. I'll do the first mile, you do the next 25. Oh, per perfect. <laughs> but also thank you in a very special way uh, Clint Cottrell and Brian Hockey Hitman Brock for their great work as producer and engineers. May God bless all of you and have a great day. Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is 
continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it's, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. 